You're listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Abby. And I'm Sarah. Today we're going to talk about mood boosters. But first, let's catch up on life lately. What's new with you, Abby? I want to share a new music experience that I've been having Mm -hmm. that I am kind of obsessed with. So I first heard of the Bengsons, whose names are Abigail and Sean. They are a married songwriting musical theater duo. And they put out a song maybe in April, maybe a little bit later, that was called the Keep Going Song. Mm. And it's basically them in Sean's parents' house singing a song about how hard things have been during the pandemic. Yeah. And then I realized that they have shows that they've done, like produced in theaters that are basically like rock operas almost. And then they just put out another song called Technical Difficulties. I love them. My kids love them, which is really interesting. And it's mostly clean. I would say there are a few curses in there. But it is just really hitting the spot for the listening that I need in my life right now. So nice. I will definitely check it out. What's new with you, friend? We have been doing finger knitting at our house. Mm. We just finished the most recent Vanderbeekers. And in those books, one of the characters loves to knit. Mm. And that inspired my kids to ask about finger knitting because they talk about that in the book. And we have done this years ago. And it never really took off. I don't know if the coordination wasn't there or interest wasn't there. Something did not make it a success. Mm. But today we watched a YouTube video about it, untangled the massive ball of yarn that we have so that we would be able to do some knitting. And HP in particular was just having a great time with it. It was such a good thing for learning perseverance because it can be really frustrating when Mm. it doesn't turn out the way that you want it to and Mm -hmm. figuring it out. But it's also relatively straightforward and you can see your creation really quickly, which is so satisfying for kids and adults Mm -hmm. (laughs) of getting to see your work immediately. And it's just been a great indoor activity that I think we'll be doing more of during these gray days. Lovely. Let's move into what we've been reading. What is your latest book, Abby? I just finished Weather by Jenny Offill. This is a novel about Lizzie, who's a librarian and also an unofficial therapist to herself, Hmm. (laughs) but for her brother and mother. She's also married and has a young son. The format of this book is very interesting. It was written just in short paragraphs maybe three sentences long. And so it's just text space, text space. And then it's sort of divided into little groups of those paragraphs, but there aren't chapters. There's not a lot Hmm. in the structure of it to demarcate the time in the book. And so the rhythm of it was really interesting. I really liked it. It moved fast because of that. And I think it's a little disjointed. It's a little hard to tell where they are in the story. But something about it really worked. And basically, the whole book is just a period of her life set in real life 2016. It's a fictional book, but it's the real events that were happening Mm -hmm. 
in 2016 in our world in the United States. She lives in New York. It has that realness about it. It almost feels memoirish because it's first person. Mm-hmm. And what I liked most about it were how big concerns like her brother's sobriety and climate change and Trump being elected are juxtaposed with her ordinary life of working and living and parenting. So I would recommend this one. Like I said, it was quick, but I will be thinking about it for a while. What have you been reading, friend? Over the break, I read This Place, 150 Years Retold, and it is a graphic novel anthology featuring 10 stories of Canadian history from the First Nations perspective. Mm. I found it to be a challenge for me, both intellectually through its content and through its form, since I haven't read that many graphic novels. Mm. But I really loved that it was a collection of these short stories because I got to see really different ways of writing and illustration in that form Mm. all in one cohesive experience. So it moves through time and starts, as the title indicates, about 150 years ago. And then the very last story is actually a science fiction story Mm. set in the future. Interesting. I found I connected a little bit more with the more modern stories, but I think it was just easier to slip into them. And I found with the ones set further back in time, I had less context for it, especially because it's Canadian-based, and spent a lot of time looking up the historical events as I was reading and at the end to Mm. make more sense of the story. Got it. And I don't think that's a bad thing, but it didn't lend itself to getting lost in the story as much as it did when I was getting to more recent events. Hmm. I would recommend this book for anyone who wants to learn more about the history of colonialism in Canada and its impact on Indigenous people from their perspective. Nice. Our topic today is mood boosters, which we thought would be appropriate for still being in the middle of a pandemic (laughs) and being in winter and post-holidays where there's so much to look forward to in December and then it can feel like a bit of a letdown going into January. Yep. I think for both of us, as we were going through the outline, it's like, oh, this is good for us to be thinking about. How can we be boosting our moods these days? Yes. Let's start by sharing what kind of relationship you have with mood boosting activities and things. Do you try to incorporate them daily as a proactive approach, or do you use them more to fix life when something has gone wrong? My approach to mood boosters is definitely reactive. I would say I use them as needed to put out mood-related fires, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I definitely do better when I have them built in, but that sort of consistency has been really hard lately. Agreed. When I'm in a healthy place, I'm incorporating them proactively, but when I am stressed or overwhelmed, I use them, as you described, to put out fires and try to remedy the situation. At the moment, I still feel on a new year high. We're only a week and a half into the new year as we record this. So I do feel like I've been doing relatively well recently, making time and space for some of these as a daily practice. But throughout the year, that kind of consistency waxes and wanes. (laughs) Yeah. Let's go back and forth sharing some of our favorite mood-boosting activities. 
My first one is definitely walking, which I have talked about a lot on the pod. Mm-hmm. Walking preferably by myself, sometimes with an audiobook, sometimes with a Vox or a Marco Polo message from a friend. But that getting outside and moving my body combo is a real mood booster for me. Agreed. That is the first one I thought of as well. It has been a constant throughout my life that going outside for a walk feels like a way to reset whatever has been happening, that there's something about having the mental space when I'm outside, but also the physical movement that it just clears things out in the best kind of way. Mm -hmm. My second one is talking to a loved one on FaceTime. And I would say this sometimes works for me. Sometimes I really need space in my own brain. Mm -hmm. And so calling somebody on FaceTime and seeing them or talking to them on the phone does not boost my mood. It leaves me feeling drained. But sometimes it's just what I need. Yeah. I have a similar relationship to connecting with people when I need a mood boost. I actually think it's one of the last things that I turn to, and it has to be just the right combination because when I really need a mood boost, I mostly need to be alone. Most of mine involve solitude and reconnecting Mm -hmm. to myself. There are times where a conversation with a good friend can pick me up, but Mm -hmm. as an introvert especially, I think that it can easily lend itself to me feeling drained and taking away the time that I would have to be spending on other mood-boosting activities. Mm -hmm. And it's also something I've realized a lot this year, that when I am really stressed out or overwhelmed, I turn inward and reach out much less Mm -hmm. than I do in normal times. Yes. My next one is reading an awesome book. And by awesome book, I mean something that I likely have already started or is the next book in a series. Mm -hmm. If I need a mood boost, the work of starting something new is not going to help for me. Mm -hmm. And it really needs to be something super compelling so that I don't feel like I'm doing work. Yes. Agreed. I put reading fiction on my list because nonfiction feels like too much work when I am looking for an uplift in my mood. And also drinking tea or coffee while reading alone. (laughs) Even if it's just 15 minutes of uninterrupted time to get lost in a book, knowing that I have some guarded space really adds to the impact. Nice. My next one is cleaning toilets or wiping countertops. Mm. I'm very specific about these cleaning things. I am not a great housekeeper. I am not a great cleaner. But I feel like these two tasks take very little time and provide maximal return on effort invested Mm -hmm. and are really visual and also smell. I mean, cleaning the toilet... Smells so much better once you've done that. (laughs) Indeed. That's why those two, but really not any other cleaning or chore. I put tidying my house and or decluttering. I get a major mood boost from getting things out of my house. (laughs) Even just seeing the box of stuff that is filled that is going to be leaving and seeing Mm -hmm. that space that is opened up feels so good. And while I don't get a mood boost from the actual act of tidying or cleaning, 
being able to sit and enjoy my living space when it is in that state is worth the effort Mm -hmm. of the work that goes into it. My next one is changing out of tight clothing and or removing my bra, (laughs) Uh which I think is (laughs) self-explanatory. Yes. I already talked about walking, but along with that, getting any kind of exercise, so doing a workout at home, back in the day when you could go do a workout in a gym setting, being able to do that and then take a shower and get into cozy clothes afterwards, Mm. I just feel so accomplished and comfortable and like I have reset the day no matter when I do that. I was in a major funk the week of Thanksgiving because I had been sick the week before and hadn't been moving my body at all. And then I was just in such a bad mood. And I kept thinking, why am I in this mood? Why am I doing this? And I thought, oh, I haven't moved in a really long time. (laughs) And I did a home workout, took my shower, and I just felt like a whole new person. It's like, hmm, I need to remember that for future. (laughs) That when I start to just feel like everything is terrible, move my body in some way. Mm -hmm. And related to that, one of mine is yoga, which feels like so much Mm. activation energy for me. But it really does pay off afterwards Mm -hmm. that that deep breathing, mindful movement, and then just feeling warm and cozy after is really nice. Yes. A simple one that I have is taking a deep breath. Think that it boosts my mood because it keeps me from spiraling and reminds me that I am in control of my life and my thoughts and my attitude. It's one that I've thought about a lot since we did our self-care episode because you mentioned taking a deep breath as a form of self-care, and I don't think I had ever considered that before, and now I do all the time, and it's really helpful and very easy. Well, thank you for the reminder of that, too, because I did not remember. Anytime, friend. My last one is eating so many foods. We're going to talk more about specific food later, but... Generally, Mm -hmm. my mood is better after I have eaten something. (laughs) Oh, yes. Being hungry is the biggest mood drain in my life. Being hungry and being sleep deprived. Remedying those two things, very essential to a good mood in my life. I have two more. One is listening to music. This is something I do not do often enough, and it really just puts me in a good mood. If I'm trying to listen to an audiobook or a podcast when my kids are around, They get irritated because I'm not paying attention. I get irritated because I'm interrupted. But with music, I just feel so able to be present and in a good place all around. And my last one is playing Boggle with Neil on my phone. And we play together on the same team. And it's just a really fun way to spend time with him. It is the most fun to do when we're playing in tournaments and feeling that competitive energy together playing (laughs) against people. Doing it with another person, I think, helps avoid the can't stop going to just keep going feeling of it because Mm -hmm. there's another decision maker involved in that process and it always feels limited to the good parts of what it can bring. Nice. So those were a lot of mood boosting activities, but what about products that you have that help you boost your mood? My first one are tarot and other related cards. Hmm. I have lots of decks, like a goddess deck and a tarot deck and an animal deck. 
and you can hold the cards and then you can just draw one card or you can do several cards. You can think of a question. You can think of an intention. And I often resist doing this because it feels like I'm going to hear something that I already know in my subconscious but don't want to hear (laughs) rather than something reassuring. Mm -hmm. But often when I do it, then it is reassuring and it is lovely. And it is, for me at least, this reminder of what I am and am not in control of and what I can and can't do to improve whatever situation I'm facing. Mm -hmm. And that is really comforting. Yeah. Tell me more about how much knowledge you need to have going into drawing tarot cards. I would say for tarot, you probably need to know more, though most decks come with a guidebook. Okay. But for the decks that are animals or goddesses, or I even have one that's relationship cards, and they just have a little Mm -hmm. sentence on the back that tells you something, and it's basically just a thought prompt. Mm. You can draw the card, read the card, and just basically think about how it makes you feel. You can think about it in a meditative way. You can go about your business and just have it in the back of your mind. It's just a really open and gentle way to connect with that part of yourself, that introspective sort of higher self part. Yeah, very interesting. My first product is essential oils. Mm. This isn't something that I have gotten really into, but when I had my surgery, almost two years ago now, my sister sent me a diffuser and different oils just before that. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I like to do if I have cleaned a room and then have a diffuser go for a little while. It feels like that, ah, now I'm done feeling and just adds that extra oomph to the good feelings. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. sometimes I also do it if I'm going to fall asleep, I'll put some on my wrists. Feels like a great way to take care of myself and just here is something unnecessary but makes me feel cared for. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I love too how that connects into that sense of smell, which is I think a really powerful mm-hmm. and often untapped route to boost mood in the same way that having a nice clean toilet is like a pleasant smelling experience. <laughs> Essential oils do the same thing. Yeah. And I think Since my sister gave them to me as well, I always think of her when I'm doing it too, and it feels like Mm. this really beautiful connection. And I think that cared for piece is in part because I didn't get them for myself. Right. Someone got them for me. Love it. My next one is my sad light, the seasonal affective disorder therapy light. Mm -hmm. And I don't use this often, but lately I have felt like I should get it out again. It's that time. Yeah, it is. The idea is that you turn it on for some amount of time in the morning, maybe while you're having breakfast, and just sit in front of it, and it's a full-spectrum light, and so you get a dose of light, even if it's gray outside, and when I use it consistently in gray times such as these, I do notice a difference. Nice. That has been on my list of things to consider getting, but I have not yet pulled the trigger. Maybe 2021 will be the year. My next one relates to something you've already mentioned, which is cozy sweatpants. (laughs) I bought myself some new sweatpants this year. The ones I had been wearing, I got when I was a junior in high school. So (laughs) it was time for an upgrade. And I just love them. I 
feel so happy every time I put them on. They're so comfortable and so warm. I feel similarly about my slippers in the winter. It just Mm. puts a smile on my face whenever I wear them. Yeah, I love too this changing your temperature to change your mood kind of thing. I think it works in Mm. winter and summer. If I'm hot and grumpy Mm -hmm. and I turn on the fan and sit in front of it, I feel better. And same in winter. If I heat up my rice bag and put my feet on it, it can improve my mood instantly. So true. My final one is somewhat related to this. This year, I undertook to add fancy sweatshirts to my wardrobe. And by fancy sweatshirts, I mean things that are as soft and comfortable as sweatshirts, but look nice. Okay. (laughs) So... Rather than putting on a fancy, itchy sweater or a ratty, ugly sweatshirt, I have the best of both worlds in fancy sweatshirts. Do you have a specific brand or one that has been your favorite? Most of the ones I like best I got on Poshmark and they're past seasons from Mm. Target. Like the Marona brand is one that shows up a lot. And I like them to have... Something around the neck. So I like the funnel neck that's sort of like a big mm-hmm. drapey neck and then like a soft mm-hmm. cotton or like a French terry that's somewhat lightweight but still cozy. Noted. My final product, houseplants. <laughs> <laughs> I bought them for the first time almost two years ago and just love them. Every time I look at them, they bring me so much joy I just look around my house and feel so much happier now that I have them. And whenever I have added more to the collection, same thing, big mood boost that lasts for many months to come. Love it. You hinted earlier that we were going to talk more about foods, and now is the time. (laughs) What are your favorite mood-boosting foods? Mine are both what we would normally classify as junk food and non-junk food. Mm -hmm. On the more junky side is cookie dough. I love to eat it in mass quantities, either <laughs> refrigerated cookie dough, cookie dough in ice cream, or a cookie dough that I make myself and then eat as much as I want. Love it. I also love chips and dips, many varieties of chips and many varieties of dips, and french fries. Mm-hmm. On the less junky side, I like raw veggies. I especially love if they are already cut up and I don't have to do that work. And fresh fruit, my favorite, are raspberries and pineapple eaten together. Mm. The tanginess of those two together, I think, make them a great pair. And then in terms of the temperature stuff that we were talking about earlier, I feel like this varies seasonally. So in winter right now, warm things like curry or butter chicken mm-hmm. really boosts my mood. Also warm drinks, chai lattes, hot chocolate, hot toddies. The other day, I heated up milk and frothed it with my immersion blender so that I could pour my chai mm. tea concentrate into there and I felt very fancy and my mood was boosted. Yeah. <laughs> but then in summer, I love really cold fizzy water or iced lemonade or a popsicle. So using food or drinks to regulate temperature, also a great way to boost my mood. Agreed. What about for you? I think that this is one area where I can really see the difference in the work that I put in around food and my own beliefs and attitudes around it. Because now I can 
indulge in these foods that bring a boost to my mood without going to the point where I'm continuing to eat, even though my mood is no longer being boosted. Right. I can see that diminishing point and then say, oh, okay, I've had enough. So I'm getting the good part of it without those negative feelings. Yeah. So interesting. I realized that when I made cookies the other night and then I was eating cookie dough and I expected to feel sick to my stomach afterward. Mm -hmm. But because it's really what I wanted and I guess I ate the correct amount to not feel ill, Mm -hmm. it was so satisfying. Yeah, exactly. And I think I'm much more in touch with what I actually want, Mm. that there could be things that I consider treats, but I'll think, oh, no, I'm not actually in the mood for that. I'm really Mm -hmm. in the mood for X, where before, if it was available, then I felt this urgent need to consume whatever it was before it was gone. And now I feel much more, no, I'll eat what I want and I'm a grown up and can buy other food in the future. Mm -hmm. But my favorite foods that bring me that good feeling are good cheese and crackers, Mm -hmm. Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Yum. I also love eating a giant salad, particularly out at a restaurant someplace where someone else is putting all those ingredients together for me. Someone else did all the chopping. (laughs) Yes. Yes. All of these foods boost my mood further when they are eaten alone. No sharing and no being interrupted. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It is okay if there was another grown-up that could respect those rules as well. (laughs) But (laughs) I want to be able to savor it in the ways that I would like to, to get the maximum enjoyment from the experience. Absolutely. So when you think about mood boosters, which are the most effective in your life, both for the long-term and the short-term? So Mm. for example, are there some that really work in the moment, but then make you end up feeling worse afterwards? I would say that napping is one like this, Mm. where if I'm really exhausted, I'm like, I just need to take a nap. I guess I feel better while I'm sleeping or right after, but then the Mm -hmm. back to reality, back to real life Mm -hmm. situation does not serve me. I just usually end up feeling more groggy and grumpy post-nap. Neil is the exact same way. If I take a nap, I feel so much better afterward. If Neil takes a nap, he is useless for the rest of the day. (laughs) Yes, that's me. I'm useless. I'm like, I might as well have just turned on the TV and gone to sit in the car or something in terms of like how my parenting (laughs) is the rest of the day. Right. Another one like that for me is phone games where Mm -hmm. it does feel more like a compulsion. Like I have to play this. I have to finish this level. I have to keep going until I don't have more lives. And I think in some cases, what I do need is numbing. You know, I need to check out in some way. And that's my mode of Mm -hmm. checkout of choice, which I don't think is bad. But I think if it continues beyond whatever amount of numbing I need, that's when I start to feel, I mean, it's kind of the same as napping. It's like grogged out, kind of grumpy. Mm -hmm. My eyes are used to focusing on my phone instead of on the world. And so it's like hard to see (laughs) and makes me grumpy. So that's another one. On the flip side, I think long-term commitment to some of these and walking is the one that I have kept up most consistently lately 
can really be effective on a bigger scale. Mm -hmm. The one I found to be most effective is walking or getting some kind of movement in my day and going to sleep early. I both feel better in the moment when I make the decision to go to sleep and get into bed and then better the entire next day. Love it. In terms of things that don't make me feel so good, looking at public social media accounts. <laughs> I do this a lot with Twitter and politics, following certain political commentators. Mm. It's something that I think I will get enjoyment from, but I really don't. It really makes me feel more anxious and stressed out and frustrated and does not elevate my mood, even mm -hmm. Though I think that checking out moment will lead me there, it fails almost every time. <laughs> that wraps up our conversation about mood boosters. Listeners, we would love to hear what has worked for you when you need to turn around your day and bring a little more joy into your life. Let's end, as we always do, by sharing something we've been eating lately. Last night, I made a butternut parsnip soup. I felt very accomplished when I was done because <laughs> cutting up a butternut squash, peeling all the parsnips, peeling an apple or two, slicing them up, the onions, it's a lot of work that goes mm -hmm. into this. <laughs> yes. But I had my audiobook going and just went to town. I actually roasted the squash and parsnips first mm. and then added it to the Instant Pot to cook for just a few minutes with the broth and onions, I think I was supposed to add spices, but I didn't have whatever it was on hand. So we just went with it. This recipe that I got from Martha Stewart recommends browning an entire stick of butter and then adding it to the soup at the end. Yes. I didn't do an entire stick, but I did <laughs> about half a stick. And then I had some heavy cream that we also needed to use Ooh, up. So nice. I added that. It was very delicious. But here's my issue with these kind of pureed soups. I feel like they taste so good, but they're not exceptionally filling. Mm, so it was a yes. lot of work that went into it. It was a lovely experience to enjoy it, but you still need a lot of other food to feel like the meal was complete. Yeah. Or like a huge amount of bread or something. Yes. Bread would have been a great addition to our meal to make it feel a little more well-rounded. What have you been eating? One night last week, I made cream spinach and eggs, and this was mm. a sort of need to use things up situation. I had bought a big box of raw spinach, wanting to make sog paneer or sog chat again and didn't get to it. Mm -hmm. And also we had some heavy cream that needed used up. So I looked up a couple recipes and really what I was looking for was kind of a copycat of this herbed eggs dish that I used to have at a restaurant in Carborough, and I did not remember it well. I thought it had more spinach than it did, but at that restaurant, it was basically eggs cooked in seasoned heavy cream with herbs over the top. Okay. So I wanted to recreate that same feel, but what I had was spinach. So what I ended up doing was making cream spinach kind of following two different recipes. And I used heavy cream and Parmesan because that's what I had on hand. Mm -hmm. 
And then I just did it in a big skillet and then I cracked eggs over the top, mm-hmm. put the lid on the skillet so that they would cook almost hard. And then we ate it with bread and it was really delicious. I think I liked it probably the most of anyone in my family, mm-hmm. but the kids even tried it. So I call that a win. For sure. This is something that would never occur to me to make, but I'm looking at the picture with the crusty bread dipped in it and yeah. it looks amazing. Yeah, I think the key is having those aromatics, you know, having your nutmeg or having your garlic or Mm -hmm. whatever and having enough salt because there was a point at which I was like, oh, this is not very good. And then I salted it just a little bit more. I was like, oh, we've hit it. This is fantastic. So I think I'll probably make it again, to be honest. Yeah, looks great. That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great talking with you, Sarah, and with all of you listeners. You can find out more about everything we've talked about today, including what we're reading and eating, in the show notes on our website, friendlierpodcast.com. You can also leave us a comment there or on Instagram at friendlierpodcast or email us, friendlierpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly. Was it getting weird again? It was getting weird for me. Yeah, you were kind of sounding more like a robot (laughs) and less like you. (laughs) Cool. I'm trying to be so on top of things, Abby. I'm going to do the show notes when we're done recording. Love it. (laughs) So... I'm like still riding that organized New Year high. We'll see how long it lasts. But day nine and I'm going strong. Day nine. (laughs) Day nine. I know.